Isaiah 53. Who has believed what they have heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions and he was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace and with his stripes we are healed." All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that, be, that before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and as for his generation, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for sin, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Out of the anguish of his soul, he shall see and be satisfied. By his knowledge shall the righteous one, my servant, make many to be accounted righteous, and he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore I will divide him a portion with the many, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul to death and was numbered with the transgressors. Yet he bore the sin of many and makes intercession for their trans for the transgressors this is the word of the lord thanks be to god well this is uh one of the most um i think critical passages in all of scripture for for many reasons um it gives this understanding of the messiah the hope of israel the hope of the coming king in a in a very unexpected way mm. and it also is uh truly a prophecy um, obviously speaking to Jesus, that is fulfilled. I mean, it, 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 it's one of those that you kind of can't deny that there's something about the prophets mm. that was divine. Um, how did Jesus fulfill this so fully? Um, so a very important passage. Um, and it's interesting, Barrett, I was actually reading, I was actually listening to, mm. not reading, listening to Behold the Lamb. You know that, mm -hmm. Andrew Peterson? Mm. I know you don't like his voice, but he's I do a, struggle with it a little bit. I know if he had a, if he had a better voice, he'd be like a great musician because he's such a great writer. Yeah, yeah. But, but we can appreciate the writing of yes, the songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, um, he he writes this song. I think it's called like "So Long Moses," and he gets into the prophets. And I think it's it's interesting. Um, so there's kind of this point that's like, so speak Isaiah prophet of Judah. Can you tell of the one, this king who's going to come? Will he be a king on a throne full of power with a sword in his fist? 
prophet, tell us, will there be another king like this, full of wisdom, full of strength? The hearts of the people are his. Prophet, tell us, will there be another king like this? And this is what Isaiah says in response. He'll bear no beauty or glory, rejected, despised. A man of such sorrow will cover our eyes. He'll take up our sickness, carry our tears. For his people, he will be pierced. He'll, cr- he'll be crushed for our evils, our punishment feel. By his wounds, we will be healed. Mm. And so that is a great way of yeah. summarizing what we read here in Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. So, anyway, what are your thoughts on the passage? Well, you know, we're, we're in the Advent season. And so I, I find it interesting that when you come to Jesus, uh, there's guys that are way smarter than us who have done lots of research who kind of showed that Israel at the time of Jesus's coming, of the, the birth of Jesus, was not really looking to Isaiah 53 to describe the coming Messiah. Right. In fact, they would have looked to a passage that you referenced in your sermon this last Sunday, 2 Samuel 7, that he's going to be this son of David, just like in the Andrew Peterson uh, thing that you just quoted, that he's going to have a sword in his hand, that he's going to be this great and mighty king who come in and defeats uh, the enemy who was seen as Rome, the Roman oppressors over right, Israel. Right. And so they weren't really looking to Isaiah 53 to say, we're waiting for this guy to come. Um, so it was not until after the fact that Jesus lived out his life, died on the cross, was resurrected, that you know, the early church began to look back and say, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Isaiah 53 we was describing the son of God who was to come in the person of Jesus. And so it's kind of, it's, it's kind of amazing that, um, you know, this was a major twist in the redemptive story that like the Messiah that was to come was actually going to be, you know, stricken on our behalf and, and by his stripes, we were going to be healed, not by like the sword in his hand, defeating the enemy, but like literally by him being crushed, we are healed. And and interestingly, obviously, we understand the coming of Christ. This is what we're celebrating right now, the Advent. In two Advents, two arrivals, the first arrival, Jesus comes, mm. I would say, chiefly as the sacrificial lamb, mm. you know, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. I would say the second Advent, he comes chiefly as the conquering king, right? Mm. So we're we're kind of in between those advents right now. Right. Um, and so it's interesting that Israel was looking for kind of that second advent coming of Christ. Um, and particularly for them, they understood the kingdom of God to be the people of Israel. Um, God's dealing with the people of Israel. And right. the kingdom of God's success to be the well-being, the success, the uh, power of the people of Israel. I think that's actually a pretty good lesson for us in this moment. Mm. How do you know that the kingdom of God is advancing? Um, so I think about like China, right? Mm. And there it's a communist country. Christians are being oppressed. I don't desire that, mm. obviously. However... The kingdom of God is advancing. The church is growing. People are coming to faith. Um, people are souls are being redeemed toward the things of the Lord. I look at the king of the uh, the king. I look at the kingdom of Christ. I guess I look at the church in the West, and it seems very powerful. We have big buildings. We don't have to meet underground. We have 
um, you know, cool recording artists like Andrew Peterson, you know, we have all this stuff hmm. yet. Are we really powerful? You know, mm-hmm. like, um, are, have we missed the kingdom of God? And so anyway, I think my point is, hmm. is, um, it's sometimes it's hard to see the kingdom of God, or sometimes we look for the kingdom of man in the kingdom of God. Hmm. And that was certainly true in this day. Um, the vision that the people of Israel had was Caesar, but just our Caesar, right? right? And I think that what Jesus comes and does is he introduces a whole new kind of, different kind of kingdom, a better kingdom, uh, a more global kingdom, a more lasting kingdom. Um, and so, yeah, I just, I think that's a great, I, I think the, the point you're making right now, mm. the people of Israel did not consider Isaiah 53. They're right. like, that's a weird passage, you yeah. know? Right. Um let's not be like that, you know, mm-hmm. in our day. Yeah. 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 And I think it's, I mean, I think it's incredible that in verse 10, you know, it says it was the will of the Lord to crush him. Yes. You know, I, I think some people look at this and it's, and they struggle with that. It was the will of the father to crush the son. Like, is that not, you know, some kind of abuse or, or whatever. Um, but the fact is the son had to be crushed because the real enemy that we were dealing with was not Caesar and it was not the kingdom of the Romans that was the real enemy. The real enemy was the curse of sin. Right. And so for the curse of sin to be dealt a final death blow, the the perfect one, this unblemished lamb who came was the one that had to be crushed. And so unless he is crushed, uh, no one else can be can be saved. No one else can enter into the kingdom of God. And so it was the will of the Lord to crush this anointed one, this Messiah, who turns out to be the son of God, the second person of the Trinity in the person of Jesus. Yeah. And, and, and one even translation, it gets even a little harder. It's, it, it, it pleased, you yeah. know, he was pleased to crush him. Right. Um, and I don't think we should read that in a sense of like the father, it wasn't hard to crush him, but there was like this, fullness of the redemptive work, joy in the father's heart that he mm. knew he was accomplishing through the sacrificial lamb, his own right. son. Um, not that that wasn't like the hardest act ever in the world ever. I mean, unimaginably right. hard, but it, it, it was accomplishing something more. I mean, I think the same kind of verse um, for the joy that was set before Christ, he endured the cross, right? Mm. Um, it wasn't that the cross wasn't hard. It was the greatest sacrifice of all time, but he knew that there was something on the other hand. I think that's Mm. how we should read Isaiah 53. I think so. Really good thoughts. Um, Anything else? No, just going to say praise the Lord that Jesus was crushed on our behalf. Amen. And uh, it's a great thing to think about at Christmas time, the the purpose of this first advent, that the sacrificial lamb has come on our behalf Mm. so that we could enter in to the eternal kingdom of, of Christ. For Baird Fisher, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404 465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. 
1737 or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.